You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Yesterday we saw from the Mishnah Bura that uh, the Mina Yisroh is for each person to make the Brocha himself and to count for himself. And uh, he writes here, Share Tshuva. So I looked in the Shari Tshuva and I found some interesting things. Now the Shari Tshuva, the Mishabur insisted that all the Sfarim that will be printed, if they reprint the Mishnaburah, should have these two things on it, the Mishnaburah and the Berhetev. And the Berhetev uh, was especially different, uh, I'm sorry, was especially similar to the Mishnaburah. Uh, and his son asked him why he wanted the Berhetev there and he said, well, you know, the Berhetev, and there are actually a couple of versions of the Berhetev. Uh, he says that the person had worked so hard on the Berhetev. Uh, I forgot the name of the Machaber right now. There are two different Machaber called Berhetev. He didn't want to eliminate that book that nobody should have anymore. And since the Mishmur definitely gained something from it, he wanted to make sure every edition would have the Berhetev. But he also wanted every edition to have the Shari Tshuva which he sometimes refers to. Now, Shari Tshuva was written by, by Rav Chaim Margolis, whose brother was Rav Chaim Salman Margolis, a very uh, important Rav, and although he was a balabas and had a lot of money, he also was considered a big paisik. He didn't, wasn't the Rav of a city, but people, he paskin shavos for all Klal Yisrael, even though he had his own way of having parnosa. His little brother uh, came to him with an idea, and they both worked on it together, and that was to append to the Shulchan Aruch all, all, a lot of interesting chuvos of the day, uh, of, from the 20, 100 years before, of, of that time. So it was a place to find chuvot that were connected to the Shulchan Aruch. So let's take a look here uh, in the Shari Chuva where he quotes. Um, he says, Let's, let's read it, and I think you're going to like it. Uh, let's say you say Yud Aleph, or Lamed Gimel, or you say Ya, or Lag. Hmm, where are you Yotze? If you, that's the way you counted the Omer. So he says that uh, the, pre, the, 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 the Get Poshut, uh, a great posik, the Maram Chaviv, says he thinks you're Yotze, because you know what you meant. The Prechodesh and other Achronim, um, and the Rabbi Yaakov Emden, they say you're not Yotze, um, because you still have to count it clearly, even though you know what you were saying. And this gets into the whole idea that, that it isn't about what you're thinking, it's about what you actually said. The Birke Yosef writes, he agrees, probably you weren't Yotze, but still there is an opinion that you are, Suffolk Brochot Lahakil, so count the next, uh, count it over again that night without a brocha. Let's say, however, you count Berosh Tevos, B'mili Osios. You say Yud Aleph. In other words, you say the words Yud Aleph clearly. Let's, instead of saying Ya or Lag, you actually say Yud Aleph. So there, um, if you say Yud Aleph, uh, once again, the Rabbi Yaakov then says, um, maybe there it's better than saying ya or lag, but I still think you should count again. 
The Birka Yosef says, if you write to your friend a letter, and let's say you write in the letter, uh, and which was in the Minag Yisrael, by the way, is when you write letters during Sphira to put at the top of the letter the date. So let's say one evening before you've daven Marv, uh, you're writing a letter to someone, and you write in the letter Tov Lusfira, which is the 17th of the Omer. So uh, the uh, the Birke Yosef says, huh, of course you have to count again. All you did was write it. Even though you thought it, uh, you didn't say anything. And of course, this is the halacha, whether Ksiva is Kedibur or not. Uh, and, and let's say, of course, there are people who aren't able to talk. Are, would writing the Omer be sufficient for them? People who are never unable to speak, could they write the Omer down? And that's, this is where some of the question comes up. And he says, uh, on this, Reb Chaim uh, Margolis, the author of the Shari Chuva, writes, if, Even if you write it because you can't speak, but you're going to write it down, and you have kavona l'shem yichud, lo yotza klau. I'm sorry. He says, if you write, if you have kavana to be yotze, maybe you're yotze. But he still thinks you should count, and you probably weren't yotze. It's not even a suffix. He probably should make a brocha. Other places, maybe ksiva is kadibur, because there the question is, what's the purpose of the dibur? If the purpose of the dibur is to be Megala, what you're thinking, so maybe writing does the same thing. But here, it's about actually articulation. He says, it's sim- how about Kriyashma? Would anybody think that a person, Nebuch, who's a mute, who, who can't speak, that if he wrote Kriyashma, he would be Yotze? So, therefore, here too, the Shari Chuba feels Ksiva, you're probably not Yotze. Now, there's a famous Chuba from Kivager that he's not quoting here for some reason, where Kivager was, uh, goes through a number of Tzadim and, and, and makes a, somewhat of a strong case that maybe you could be Yotze with Ksiva Saomer. But the, the Shari Chuba sees clearly writing the Omer, probably you're not Yotze, even if you have Kavana. Now, um, Here's the interesting part that I wanted you to see, but the other part was also interesting, but this is the one I really want you to see. Ein b'shiure brocha, that's from the Chidah, shekosam shemi shemona b'roshe tevos. And remember, according to the Chidah, roshe tevos is a suffix. There is one big Spartish post that says you can say ya or lag in your yotze. But therefore, it becomes, in the, in the Chidah's mind, a suffix, whether you were Makayim the Mitzvah. But this would be true any time you're in a state of suffix. So the Chidah has an Eitzah. What's the Eitzah? Ask to, da, ask to be the Baltvila. If, if Let's say you said it, and then there's a later minion. Go to the later minion and say, can I daven mar for the Omid? Because then, tov sha'acherkach yeshatz v'yivorach lo so you see from in the Birkit from the Chidah that the Minig in the Sephardish places was for the Chazan to make the Bracha. In other words, the Chazan as an individual is Mesupik, whether he can make the whether he should, whether he's already been Yotze the Mitzvah. And therefore, the, if, he, if he, there wouldn't be any Minyanim in town, you tell him, mm, you might have been Yotze, count, but don't count with a Bracha because of the Sephardish. But if there's a Minyan, and you can be the Chazan, so since you're being motzi others as the chazan, you have the right 
to go ahead and make it with a bracha. And this way, you're able to make the bracha tonight. But he says, again, the Shari Chuba says, among, in the Litvisha uh, world, in the Ashkenazi world, Litvisha world, we aren't Yodse with the Baruch of the Shatz. So therefore, that's not a good Eitzah. So, and therefore, but this is what the Mishnah Bur was referring to, which, I, which is an interesting chap. This way, become the Shriach Tzibur, and this way you could uh, be able to make the Baruch that night. Okay, I just want to... With love. Yes. I don't think it's Nogea to us at all, because first of all, we don't have any Minyanim. <laughs> right. Second of all, when you have a Minyanim, you hardly have one Minyan of Arbit in Elizabeth. And they don't let any Spartan to be Chazan, uh, <laughs> so forget yeah. about it. Right. No, but I thought it was an interesting question about about an Eitzah Tova of becoming the Chazan, and when you become the Chazan, you can make the bracha for everybody, even though you were a Suffolk. And that's that's what the Mishnah Bur was referring to, and that's why I wanted you to see it. But you're right. Right now, a lot of things aren't so relevant. But we're learning things <laughs> because they are interesting, not necessarily because they're always so relevant. All right, let's move on. Okay, uh, the Shulchan Aruch said, let me move this up a little bit, V'tzorach um, v'spar mu'umad, which is interesting. Why does Sphira need to be counting? Why do you have to be standing up in order to count? Um, why is standing crucial in terms of Sphira Saomer? Um, so here there's a, a remez uh, from the Pasuk in Parshas Re'eh. Machel Charmesh Ba'koma. Right? So Chazal, or the Rishonah make a drash, that Hachel Charmesh Ba'koma it really means the 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 sickle or the scythe is cutting the standing grain, but koma means bikoma, meaning this mitzvah which is based on cutting the omer, you should be standing up. So the word koma, which is of course unnecessary, was was a drusha was made to say you should be standing up. But of course, the Mishaburah says, you can count even if you're not standing up. Of course, it could be Chazal or saying it's a, um, it's a remez to the original mitzvah. And of course, the original mitzvah, it's pretty hard to, 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 to be coats or the Omer when you are sitting. So it's a remez to what we want back, the original mitzvah of, of cutting the Omer. Uh, and therefore, because of that, the, the, it's become uh, a Han Hoga to do it standing up. It could be Bisman Beis Amikdosh. Uh, right. Again, he quotes here um, that there's a Brisa, but there is no such Brisa that we have found. The Rishonim quote a Brisa of Hochel Charmesh Bakoma, but it's not found in any uh, pages of the Talmud anywhere. So it, to me, it, it might just be a Remez. Uh, to give the chashivas to the to, to the to the event to what you're doing, okay. Here comes an interesting part, I think. The sofra yomim vashvuot. Now we know that there's two psukim, right? One pasuk says in Parshas Amor, tispur chamishim yom, and the pasuk in Parshas Re'ei says shiva shvuos tispur l'chol. So that's counting weeks and counting days. So of course that would mean now during the during the first week you can't count weeks. Okay, Zad. Right? You don't just say Yom Echad, you have to say Hayom Yom Echad. You have to pronounce this is the day. You have to count the day. 
Okay, we'll talk about Be'omer in a minute. You keep on counting days to get to seven. Now that you've gotten uh, to the first week, so now you count and say Shiva Yamim. Shehem, as we know, coming up. Let's see, Shehem. I thought I had two pages here. One second, Shehem. I should have had a second page. One second. Shehem. Shvua Echad. That they are one week. Ubi Yom Ches, on the eighth day, Yom Hayom Shmona Yamim. Now you're going to say, today is the eighth day. Again, Shem Shvua Echad Yom Echad. You keep on mentioning the weeks, meaning, according to the Shulchan Aruch, once you get to the first week, you have to keep on mentioning how much of the week has passed. <laughs> you have to keep on mentioning the week again. And keep on mentioning every single day. You have to mention that how, which week you're in and how many days towards the next, you've gone in this week. Until, of course, you get till the 14th. And then you say, Hayom Arba Asar Yamim Shem Shnei Shvuot. And that's, That's the way you follow till 49 days. Now, Michael, I know you'll be happy for the diktuk here from the Mishnah Bura, where he says, Omrim, the best way to say it is Shvua Echad, below Achat. Shvua is Zohar, and therefore Echad is what you say, not Achas. Shvua Echad. Shavu is Zohar. The week is, a, is, 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 is considered a Zohar word. So the number that goes with that is a Zohar number. V'chein omrim shnei, not shtei. Shavu loshen Zohar. Ad asara omer yamim. Till you get to ten, you say yamim. Umiral fe'elach omer yom. Which is not like the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says you say arba asara yamim. According to the Mishnah Bura, the best way to say it is after you get to day 10, from 10 on, they're all called Yom. That's what it sounds like. From 10, it's Asar Yamim, and then it's Achad Asar Yom. Shneim Asar Yom. And again, I don't know Diktuk too well at all, but it sounds like he feels that's the better way to speak. Also, uh, when, when, you're, when you're saying the days... You should say it in the best possible way. For example, when you get to uh, 21, right, or even 11, right, or let's say 21. So, not I'm not sure why. Michael, maybe you want to kick in here about why when you get to 21, why is it more tzachot to say achad v'eschrim than esrim v'achad? Because that's the Lashon Tanakh. Because that's the way in Tanakh uh, things are written more that way. So therefore you want to speak more like the biblical Hebrew. And that's the best way to do it. Okay? Um, but I want to talk, uh, I want to uh, let's go back a minute to this idea of weeks and days. Because Put this over here. Don't mind. 
Let's put this over here, go back to weeks and days for a second. So the Mishnah says, Im, back on the page before, Im siper yamim velo Let's say a person throughout the 49 days, he just doesn't mention the weeks at all. Just mentions how many days it is. Some say that you are Yotze, and he brings here the Mogan Avram. Now, why would you be Yotze? You left out part of the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to count the weeks. How can you be Yotze? Of course, not everyone says, look, you have to mention the weeks. But the Mishmur says, if you just count days without mentioning weeks, you're Yotze B'dievet, according to these shitot. Now, the reason is, I will tell you why. The Gemara Menachot says, uh, the last one of the uh, final opinions in the Gemara, the, the sugya of Sfiras Haomer, Sfiromer, Ameymar says since in the, now Sfiras Haomer is only Zecher Mikdash, we don't have the carbon anymore. So in order to indicate that, we don't count weeks anymore. That's Ameymar says. Mitzvah lemimne yome, velo lemimne shvue. Why? In order to show that it's only Zecher Mikdash today. We want people to realize that we don't have the full mitzvah, and therefore we stopped it. According to Ameymar, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, you would count weeks and days, but today you don't. Now, do we paskin like Ameymar? Now, I, I mentioned before a couple of days ago, there are many Rishonim, according to the Mishnah Baruch Hu, Sfirasa Omer is, 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 is Midaraita. If it's Midaraita, for sure you should mention weeks. But as, you, as the, as the Mishnah Baruch pointed out, the Shulchan Aruch himself and many other Rishonim hold that Sfirah Saomer is the Rabbonon. Well, if Sfirah Saomer is the Rabbonon, should we go the full Monty with it and go like Hamemar and say, and the way we're going to show it's the Rabbonon is by eliminating the, the mention of weeks. That was Hamemar's opinion. Now, if you follow Hamemar's opinion, are you Yotzeh? So that's why the Mogan Abram says yes. So you don't need to mention weeks and you'd be Yotze and you can make a bracha every night. But Yeshomrim, some say, the Prichodosh disagrees, should Prichodosh says, look, Amemar is, is a maverick. Even if we paskin that Sfirah Saomer is the Rabbonon, the Rabbonon want us to continue like the Torah. They don't, it's, Amemar is not the way we find. For example, we find Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who made a takona zeicher lemikdash, to take a lulav every day. Bigvulim. In other words, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, in order to remember the Beis HaMikdash, made it even greater than it was in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. You understand what I'm saying? Because in Minat Torah, you only have to take the lulav one day. The whole idea of taking a lulav seven days was only instituted after the Chorba. Now, in the Beis HaMikdash, it's true, in, in the Beis HaMikdash area, there's a machlokas rishon of what that means. Does it mean the area of Arabayas? Does it mean all of Yerushalayim? Does it mean which part of Yerushalayim? But Bisman Beis HaMikdash, if you lived in, in Haifa or someplace else, you did not have to take a lulav. It was only after the Churban that Yochem Metzakai said, Zeich let's act like we're in the base of Mikdash and take a Lulav in Haifa, wherever we are, wherever, wherever the world, every single day of Sukkot. So Zeich Mikdash, the Prechodesh says, might mean the opposite. Not to, not to uh, make the mitzvah less, but make the mitzvah at least as good as it was, maybe even more. So therefore the Prechodesh says, I know Amemar is there, but it's a maverick counterintuitive 
uh, opinion, and we're dochet lalocha. And if somebody doesn't count shvuos, he's not really yotze the mitzvah, whether it's the rice or the rabbanon. That's the opinion of the brichodesh. The yeshom should tzarech lachsar belisper yomam shvuos kedin. Okay, alkein says the mishnah. I'm not as big as the brichodesh. I don't want to go against the Mogan Avram 100%. So I will say that if a person counts and doesn't mention the weeks, he should do it again below bracha. However, im shochach lachsar velispar. Okay, one night, you can't, let's say for, let's say, okay, last night was 11, right? So let's say last night you would have said, hayom, achadas hayom, le'omer, be'omer. And, the, and you didn't correct yourself. And you didn't change. So here the Mishnah Bura says, When tonight, you'd be able to count with a bracha, even though we didn't mention the weeks yesterday. And the reason is, is because that's another machlokas. That even, is, is the mitzvah, Sfirah Omer, 49 separate mitzvahs or one long mitzvah? So there's a suffix. So, first of all, it could be that Svirasa Omer is, own, is 49 mitzvahs. And if it's 49 mitzvahs, even if I ruined yesterday, didn't do anything yesterday, I would have a mitzvah today. And even if you want to say that it's one long mitzvah, according to the Mogan Avram, I did the mitzvah right yesterday. So, therefore, there's more tzadim to tell me to make a bracha. If it would be 50-50, like yesterday, Yesterday it's fifty-fifty. Uh, I'm not sure if I should make a bracha or not. Well, suffik bracha slahokel. There's two opinions. There is the uh, there, there is the versus the Mogan Abraham. That's fifty-fifty. Suffik bracha no bracha. But if you already come to the next day, <laughs> again, it's, then you do make the bracha because you have another tzad to make the bracha since it's a brand new day. So therefore, you have therefore you should make the bracha. You should definitely make a bracha the next night. Now. Let's say Let's say a person is a, he, he he believes only in Parshas Re. So according to him, what he does is at the end of every week he says Ayom Shivayomim and Ayom Arbasaryomim. And he doesn't count any of the days in the middle. So he says he says of course, he's not Yotze at all. Now, um, there is, uh, <laughs> there is, of course, a way, uh, there is a, a famous opinion that disagrees with this. And that is the opinion of the Beis HaLevi. Uh, th- that was Rabbi Yosef Dov Soloveitchik I. And he is of the opinion that you are able, if a person, for example, forgot on night 17 uh, to count the Omer, he has the right to wait till night 21 and count the Omer with a bracha that night. Because he was, he's Makayim, the mitzvah of Shuos. That's the sheet of the Beis HaLevi. It's a Chiddush. The briskers say that they were Makabal that Lamaisa. If they take a look at the Nefesh Harab and see if Rabbi Salvechik in Boston accepted that as well. But he held that, that even though it's true, you're supposed to count both. But in this situation, on night 21, he would be able 
to count with a bracha. Even though he missed night 17, he didn't count it at all, he was able to, on night 21, to make a bracha. Now, I don't know if that means the Beis held you can make a bracha on night 22, but every time it gets to a week, he's able to count with a bracha. Mr. Burrow, if he, I don't know if he saw the Beis Halevi, but he clearly uh, does not hold that way. Okay? So Thanks that for joining is- us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 